0: all right hello everyone and happy monday welcome to another episode of crypto with english so uh i, I think for many people who are tuning in you know often when we have guests come on a lot of this you know pertains to storytelling and i think this is some of the best ways to communicate greater themes in society of what's going on and greater trends in the world as far as you know tech and business and one of the things that we are seeing nowadays uh perhaps more so than ever is the really uh, rampant and uh, very, you could say, high-powered emergence of you know, various you know, women leaders across various industries you know, across the world. And I think we can all say a lot of the technology and a lot of the platforms that have emerged from Web3 have been making that. You know, far easier. So, you know, I think history is yet to be written, And I think many of the leaders, especially women leaders coming out of various industries, such as, you know, tech, finance, and so on, uh, are yet to be seen. So, you know, history is being ridden before our eyes right now. So I'd like to warmly introduce to you all a, uh, a very talented, a very dynamic uh, entrepreneur based out of Singapore, Shauru Mahotra. So she is the founder of an online women's magazine called womenlines.com and today we're going to deep dive you know into her background into her project and really you could see the great service she is doing for many women leaders you know across the world as far as you know visibility branding and also you know enhancing you know further you know visibility on what's going on and where all these uh various women leaders are emerging from so you know sharu thank you very much for coming on to the show today
1: thank you so much adam for inviting me and hello to the lovely audience there.
0: Thank you very much. If you tell everybody about you know Women Lines, how you got started, what was the uh, the inspiration and the origin story, perhaps behind this.
1: My pleasure. I always love to share this because this is such a close, uh, passionate venture I'm running. So Women Lines is an online magazine promoting business, health, and leadership excellence in women across the globe. Uh, Today, we are standing on the position number 44 out of top 60 women's online magazines to be followed in 2022. And this is the fourth year I'm running. So the story is like that. From the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, somehow I was very close to uh, subjects and topics related to women my background is from uh, mass communications i've done mass communications from india and i always had that journalistic attitude aptitude and curiosity around why things happen and how it impacts others in fact in fact if i just think about my past i remember i always wondered about wonderful women around my family like how much talented they are but There is no space to talk about their talent. There's no space to show their talents and to connect the dots. Now it's 15th year in Singapore and uh, I'm running this, uh, like this is my fourth venture. I have run three ventures before and all connect. My first venture was clothing business. Second was events company. Third was a software company. And in between idea of women lines was cooking. I was not able to find a media, a powerful media, which is just talking about excellence in women. Media, to my understanding, was mostly used definitely to showcase the beauty of women, how to carry, what to wear, what to, how to do makeup, certain things which are considered for the looks and other stuff. And definitely social media is there where women are using it mostly for entertainment, mostly for connection or showcasing something diving throughout my entrepreneurial journey and how i transformed myself i was 15 years back and today what i am it was totally done through digital media i consider digital media as a very powerful tool which can be used for excellence in women across the globe and now we are present i mean online digital media is reaching out across the globe in so many countries and that in the interior part of the countries too so why not we use the power of digital media to voice out the expertise of women so here comes the Women lines platform. We are having content from influencers about health, leadership and business excellence. I'm running talk shows where I'm interviewing and showcasing uh, successful women entrepreneurs and w- women professionals sharing their secrets, how they have achieved success with the intention that if they can achieve success in their life, why not other women? so it's all it's a media hub we are present on eight social media platforms we are providing those marketing services to products and services which need to reach out to that niche women crowd and i really want to be the number one magazine in the world because if media is used powerfully and my mission is to create as many women leaders we can create magic on this planet
0: yeah and, and you know that is a uh that is wonderfully said as well and you know I'm curious because I think you know I think in any story especially like an entrepreneur's story you know it's certainly you know not all you know it's not you know you know it's not all victories there's also you know certain amount of obstacles you know you know there is probably as many valley as valleys as there are peaks so what was did you get any pushback when you were trying to put together you know this project because you mentioned a lot of the media that was out there, it was mostly I guess I guess you could say women's aesthetics. Maybe it was more like fashion, maybe it was more like makeup. Maybe it was like more things that people um you could say maybe traditionally view when it comes to, you know, content involving, you know, let's say let's say women in media, you know, fashion, makeup, maybe celebrity news and stuff like that. So, I would imagine if you're if you're opening with like, you know, women in tech, women in finance, you know, women in kind of, you know, um, you know, women essentially doing business, generally speaking, was there kind of like, you know, like I said, pushback, whether it's life obstacles, whether it was people, um, you know, things like that?
1: Certainly, because... When I say online magazine, initially, it was very hard for people to digest like who is reading magazine present time because everybody is overwhelmed with uh, slowly things are changing. There's so much content already that who will be reading uh, a magazine because that was an experiment because I wanted to experiment with the video. My uh, magazine is mostly video oriented. We are sharing videos from experts and I'm interviewing. So short videos are creating lots of impact. So when I got this challenge and people were questioning about like how long it will work, but believe me, the journey was amazing because when I started reaching out across the globe, different countries from my desk, I am interviewing, I am reaching out to women who is sitting in Africa, who are sitting in Australia, America, UK, India, Singapore yeah. itself, I'm interviewing people and to other many other countries. I started getting emails where women themselves wanted to share their own personal story through their media release about their business or they wanted to share some thought. I was amazed with the power of media because this is something which I can bring women under one umbrella from across the globe because we all are same. That idea, that understanding that definitely the races are different, but we are human. And human as a woman, we are having same challenges. Same problem, same medical issues, same points which we are not able to uh, comprehend or understand in terms of as a businesswoman. Then I thought, ki, wow, it's some something which is common across the globe. Then it can be the solution can be provided under one platform, and amazing things can be done, collaborations can be done, and then magic started happening. I started collaborating with other organizations. I started getting emails. I started getting invitation as a speaker. So challenges definitely were there in the beginning. People were questioning about the existing, how long it will work. But I educated myself. I learned how to use the power of the digital content in terms of right SEO, right hashtags, keywords, the magic of keywords. Once you are aware about how to use that digital content in your favor, believe me, your online presence—like we are offering the service—also grow your online presence with women lines. It will help you to create a niche for yourself and brand yourself in a more powerful way.
0: Yeah, and very and very well said as well. And you know, it certainly makes a tremendous amount of tremendous amount of sense. And when you first put this together, what were some of the first you could say? stories or coverage you you know you were doing what was your starting point because i I, because i would imagine i think if you're doing if you're doing i guess you could say various you know various stories various coverage on you know whether individuals groups or companies that can be like a very wide net and also you're based out of singapore so clearly there's a lot of you know a lot of you know great business and commerce that you know goes through and comes from singapore to begin with so where was the starting point for you to kind of i guess you could say narrow the vision and kind of find a, you know, a a good spot to start getting momentum from.
1: Oh, I'm remembering the beautiful incidents which happened a few years back. So when I was starting this uh, magazine in terms of content and because I was not prepared to create a, a video portal where I'm interviewing live, I mean, recording over Zoom and sharing across and then talking to women across the globe. So It has to start with Singapore first. So it started with right. an event of a friend, a very close friend. That time she was organizing an event for uh, students, for uh, some speaking skills, some uh, event was there. And from there when I presented this idea to her, she said and she supported me, it's a powerful idea. And it started from there. I recorded her interview first. She wrote a book. I recorded her interview about that book why that book is important. So then Books for Excellence show came into light at Women Lines. So the idea started definitely from Singapore because I already was running a blog. So as I told you, the idea was cooking in between. Women lands was like a personal diary for me throughout 15 years. I used to uh, write just any incidents which I happened in my life and it inspired me or I read a book, I just reviewed it in my magazine. I mean, that time I just called it a blog. I just wrote about it. I attended any workshop, I listed out what I learned and I just published it. So that was there already. But idea of magazine happened three and a half years back. And then I when I was putting my full t- energy and full time into this, then when this uh, event happened and then the idea started clicking, I started taking lab interviews first in Singapore around my network, women entrepreneurs I used to meet. I started recording with them and slowly I realized the power of internet and zoom came in and COVID happened. I was not allowed to go out. I think now I connect the dots. It's easy to say that challenges come, but if you think about the solution, you will get amazing solutions. I reached out globally during the COVID time only. And today I'm so happy to connect with amazing women across the globe.
0: That's wonderful. And uh, you know, when, when putting together, you know, your strategy, you know, obviously you're competing against all different types of internet traffic. You're competing against algorithms that are out there and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I cannot, you know, I guess you could say I cannot emphasize greater the the importance of even certain hashtags when you're putting together content. So, how did you how did you determine as far as you know your first strategy, whether it's you know whether it's the hashtags? Whether it's reels, like what did you find that was very effective when first putting this together? Like, was reels getting you more attention? Was certain blogging articles getting you more attention? Was even uh, even I don't know, funny memes people you know people will do as as well, funnier like witty memes or even like the motivational or inspirational type of memes. Like, what type of content was kind of first getting you that you could say you know that that greater audience?
1: Oh, the uh, the digital world has changed, you know, every now as I'm saying, it's my third year and then started with the content in the forms of articles only because I uh, problem was that many women were not ready to speak initially for the content part for interview part. It was okay. They were ready to uh, uh, give the interview. But what I was asking, why don't you just speak about the content, what you're writing and it will help you in your branding. So That challenge, it started from that. And then when I experimented what's working more for me from the beginning, so I observed that videos are getting better analytics because I started focusing. And as I narrowed down the time, because initially I used to interview for a long time, and then when I shortened the video interview timing for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, I will say ideally 10 minutes interview or 12 minutes interview was getting better analytics because... As COVID period happened, everybody online, the attention span was so less. So people really wanted, in short, the content in terms of how, what, how you're presenting. Right. So after all experiments, this was decided by the team. And we observed that videos are the best way to present the idea and how smart you are, how creative you are in presenting it. And yeah. as we experimented around all the social media, Facebook is having different requirement in terms of you can benefit through the ad campaigns through Facebook. LinkedIn right. is a professional network where you can grow professional network globally. And those right. are serious people who are ready to do serious business with you. Then Insta is happening now. I will strongly suggest Insta because the reel is a powerful source where you can present your idea in a short form first, and it can reach out to better crowd it can reach out to a higher number of people because i think insta is really happening in present times so other yeah. uh places we are on pinterest is there where photographs are working so we are putting up ideas how to get we are getting around twelve thousand to fourteen thousand views monthly over right. pinterest so all social media are different youtube is having different process it is having different experiment and being a solopreneur the challenge for me was to give attention equally to all the media because where you will put your interest, because it every media requires time. Every media requires that learning. I was not right. having background of digital marketing. So I started doing courses. I, Singapore is really happening in terms of providing that ecosystem. And uh, we have the system of getting, uh, if you are a local here and you have certain uh, matches with the country rules, uh, you can avail the courses, uh, in very subsidized uh, So I started educating myself by enrolling to those courses. And I did a digital marketing course. I did, I'm going to do certain other courses uh, uh, in near future. So what I uh, thought that until and unless you are not making yourself educated about what's real happening in present times in terms of digital world, you cannot survive. Because it's changing like something. Every second week, there is some new technology, some new analytics, some new algorithm by Google. And you are lost in the crowd so it is very competitive world and you have to keep yourself educating then i think that's the way to survive
0: right and you know one of the you know one of the very interesting fascinating things i found is this accolade of you and your company 36 in the top 60 women's online magazine globally so uh you know tell us all about that accomplishment and uh you know maybe some of the events that led up to that because that is quite an accomplishment you know to say you know to say the very least
1: Correct, uh, 36, and now we are just moving between 36 to 40, 42, something ups and downs because sure. the numbers are changing every day. But it's a top right. 60 and it yeah, has been very good. Three, years, three years' journey. So I'm proud to say that we are there and we are uh, coming up on the first page of Google sometimes. If you write women's online magazines, women's lines, today I checked, it was on the first page of Google. So what I can say now after or throughout my three years' plus journey that I think, the continuous presence is the key in the digital world, the persistency, uh, the consistency, like you have to be consistent with your presence,
0: sure.
1: whatever the scene is there, maybe your uh, analytics are not going up, maybe the challenges are there, because when you're bootstrapping, when you are not putting up much in, you're not investing in the marketing part, right? Because digital media is something which requires marketing. And if you are dependent on the organic growth, it takes time to build up but here yeah. is women Alliance, which is standing on the basis of organic growth believe me i have hardly put any investment for the marketing part it has been organic but it has been a learning journey and i can assure that if you are consistent with your engagement with others with your showing your face keep writing keep in- engaging keep showing the content every day it helps in connecting all and taking you further up in the digital world. So that's why I'm always asking women entrepreneurs and women professionals: start branding yourself, voice out your expertise. Welcome at Women Lines. Share your content, video articles. We will market your content. We'll market about your uh, business, about your work. Because so many people are there online. The statista figures are amazing. Every year the family is growing. We have to show presence in online work.
0: This is very well said. And um, I want to ask you a few questions about growth, <clears throat> organic growth in particular. You know, it, it seems it, it seems to me like this. Organic growth seems to be the most sustainable strategy when building Correct. your brand. But I will say and from what appears to me, um, it seems like there is a significant amount of you could say, uh, enterprisers <clears throat> that don't want to take that route. I mean, you hear about people buying bots. You hear about people using pods, so to say, um, You know, to, to build that audience. Um, can you talk about what are some of the disadvantages of trying to go that route? Because I'll tell you this. Organic growth, it, it seems to be one of those things, it's hard to get the ball rolling. But once, it get, but once you kind of do get the ball rolling, it's very, very powerful. And it's very, very long-lasting, so to say. And anecdotally speaking, I've also seen projects which have had great marketing at the front end, but I've also seen them peter and dwindle out very very fast so I was like I said I was wondering if you could provide some uh, wisdom and kind of a uh, you know some um, insight you know on why let's say organic growth is you know you could say you could say that it's probably the harder path but it's probably the worthwhile one too
1: definitely I so much agree with you Adam because as you mentioned there are pods people are part of groups where they are supporting each other and helping right. each other to grow their numbers in likes in terms of subscribers but how long and that audience is not a genuine audience to my understanding that is for short time and it's like a bubble which will be sus- not it's not sustaining forever So maybe initially when you're not having any presence you can avail some help from the network to grow your presence but that's not going to last forever so we have to make sure that we are getting the genuine audience who are really interested in your content and that happens slowly when you are giving real value through your page why people will come on your page if there is no value and you are just depending on the likes and support of your pods friends to like it to engage and to give comment how long they will also do so it's and i think google is very smart in terms of algorithm it just catches suddenly and boom you are down again and it's scary right i mean you are putting your heart and soul in something and if it is not having a strong base so what i consider that organic marketing organic way of growth gives you strong roots in the Google That's a good way of
0: putting
1: it, Yeah. Media. Once you are rooted strongly, whole world is there, and there are so right. many other means. And you have to educate yourself. But how you want to grow, you have to engage. LinkedIn is example. Like it's the best place to have a very nice uh, group of followers where you are communicating with them. You are engaging with them. It. You cannot expect just them to do. You have to put your time to engage. You have to put your time to comment on their content, what they are writing, and you have right. to and this way google will also understand what topics you are following what's your interest over the period so they are also very smart uh i'm sure over linkedin people have seen that a uh, new analytics dashboard and it is showing your all presence the comments who is visiting your page what profile sure. they are having data is the new oil you know and it's so powerful because the, that data shows itself like which is the direction you are taking. So that only is possible if you are really growing in a genuine way and organic growth, I think, is the best way to grow.
0: So, you know, it's very, very well said. And, um, you know, I've heard this term thrown thrown around called vanity metrics as well. And I think maybe this might be related to, uh, I guess you could say pods or maybe other, you, you could say slicker marketing uh, tactics. But would it be fair to say that, Perhaps the quality of the audience is probably just as important, maybe if not more important, than the numbers as well. Because I feel like uh, we're going through a certain period like this right now. I think maybe earlier in time, seeing the amount of likes and the amount of comments I think was automatically kind of a sign of success. I think as audiences have gotten more sophisticated over time, I get the impression that those numbers are not necessarily the only thing. That make a brand, you know, successful now. I think maybe there there might be just greater awareness or, or knowledge and whatnot as far as, okay, you know, there are a lot of likes and comments, but who are the who are these participants that are liking and commenting here? Are these other entrepreneurs or these other professionals, or are these uh, I don't know, questionable parties or are these interested or biased parties, like, you know, people getting paid to like, you know, comment and like and, and things like that.
1: So many things happening. I so much agree with you, Adam, because it's so confusing, the algorithm part. And then uh, what what the numbers show. Who is that real audience? We are not at all able to understand and we are not at all able to segregate. So definitely numbers help in getting some leverage on growing your uh, database, on growing your reach out and showing the visibility you are having. But it cannot be a sole wave the single way to grow over digital media so that's why it is i strongly recommend the presence has to be there at other places also and it can be in form of just commenting over quora there is slideshare you can be active on slideshare reddit is there it's all how you are managing your time and how you are showing your presence over all media because definitely the backlinks help guest posting is a beautiful way where you can really show your presence through other pages where they are having a genuine audience and then they give you the backlink to your website. So I consider the backlink as a really powerful tool which really helps anybody to grow in an organic way and a very strong way. So definitely, as you say, I strongly agree with that. We cannot understand the detailed part, like who is the audience and is it worth you can really make sure that they are the real audience you want to be right but what i believe and i have followed throughout like whatever niche you are following you make sure that you are following those people who are related to your niche i right. how i started because i learned this from some webinar from uh, my linkedin network and it was a wonderful share by the person that once you start following those who are successful in your field whether it is Instagram, whether it is LinkedIn, whether it's other pages and Twitter. Twitter is also the other media where you can really grow your uh, base and you can communicate and you can brand yourself with the right comments and the right tweets. So it all depends when you start engaging with the right audience in the terms of the influencers who have already achieved something. I think it all connects together and it helps you and it's a positive way. It helps you in the growth.
0: Very well said. And another, another phenomenon I've seen, and, and I touched on this, is bots. Now, uh, anecdotally speaking, I have seen some what, were, what I thought at the time were some very interesting, fast-moving projects. Um, however, when it seemed like uh, it was known that a lot of the you could say followers' interaction came from bots, a lot of those projects kind of nosedive pretty fast. I think there was almost this sentiment where people kind of feel almost betrayed or deceived, you know, so to say, when it, it looks like this project is going forward really fast, and then a lot of the, a lot of the you could say, the uh, community, they're not real, so to say. I kind of want to know what your thoughts are on that, because it is, from what, it, and it still seems to be the case, a relatively common way or strategy for you know, certain companies or certain projects to try to get that or build that community very very fast on the front end
1: definitely because that's the easiest way to start with if you want to grow your presence and right. uh numbers really uh, grow very fast people have done that i also was part i got the invitation to start in the beginning of my journey and then it helped me to understand like there are people who are really doing good so i took it to create awareness about that segment of people and entrepreneurs and professionals that, wow, what type of work they are doing. I mean, getting connected to the top 10 influencers over LinkedIn was something amazing and seeing them and observing their work, their strategy, that was learning lessons. So I took that section as inspiration for myself and I started reading about them, observing their activities, how they are sharing, what they're sharing, what they're writing. So I turned it over. Definitely, the number game was there, and I was scared. What if, if I right now it is working and later nobody's there? Th- there's nothing you are having. It has right. to be a genuine database who is really interested in your content. I repeat again that genuinity and authenticity is the power of any page, believe me. Right. What value you are giving, what intention you are having, and how you're engaging with everybody and they are coming back on your page so google analytics show everything my website is the main page for me so whenever i see my google analytics and see the numbers through organic and bootstrapping definitely i'm facing challenges for the funds for getting it work done without the team i take help from the freelancers but the way it has grown it is showing a steady graph and that is only possible when you are doing authentic work with organic Supports right. can help in your networking. You will connect with the right people, maybe somebody who is inspirational and you will learn from the person. So you have to take it that way that you should be learning right. from the other person how they are doing and how they have achieved that level in life. So I always right. took that in uh, terms of learning from them and getting my awareness, uh, broaden my awareness so that I can improve my page.
0: Very well said. And you know, with your platform, Do you feel that, you know, as a woman, as a female entrepreneur, do you feel you have a special maybe obligation of sorts to keep your growth and keep your platform, you know, kind of powered by organic growth, you know, so to say, you know, you've talked about like authenticity, talking about, you know, sincerity, you know, uh, you know, it seems like these are very, very important themes, whether it's your platform or even just, you know, other platforms as well. But I guess you could, I guess you could say your platform, let's say being a mouthpiece, and you know being a portal in many ways for you know women leaders to come together share their stories and learn do you feel there is a special obligation to keep this growth and keep this trajectory you know as organic as possible
1: definitely i want to maintain that uh, authenticity and value but the business segment when i work in a team and i get the freelancers and i learn from them that definitely there are the strategies how you can market the page better way sure not getting into something which is uh going to harm your page analytics later so i will be going and it's in my uh, strategy like facebook works only through ad campaigns right if right. you're not marketing ad you're not investing there you are nowhere on facebook that we have right. also observed throughout our journey right. initially we were getting the views amazingly without any marketing but i think mark Zuckerberg understood at the right time and he just stopped all yeah. the
0: freebies.
1: It was for all the entrepreneurs. And then we all had to put some money to get the page up and to get the likes so that it's getting visibility. So it has to be strategized as per your budget. Definitely. uh, Facebook ad campaigns works like that. Now we have Tiktok also. And now we have Insta. So if all are together, and then it's all smart, your smartness when you're putting the marketing campaign, maybe at some right, some so many uh, days are there in la- days in a year, right? The celebration part is there. Uh, you do your marketing on those days. You get more visibility, and how ha- ha- how much amount you're putting in that? That also depends upon your budget, right? So right. as you are saying, obligation is there because that is my core my heart is there that I want to make sure that I'm not betraying my audience I'm not getting some virtual assistant to put comments on my behalf if I am engaging with my audience it's me myself I'm not asking any virtual assistant to do my job because then the audience right. is not there right somebody else is communicating on your behalf that's not original right Absolutely. I make sure I am walking both paths, the business aspect, because without business, you cannot grow. You have to strategize your marketing uh, strategies and you have to uh, see how the page is growing so that we get business. But then the authenticity is very close to my heart. And as long I can, I've definitely, I'm sure that I'm going for it forever. Like I will make sure that I'm doing it myself in my original
0: face right. and original okay. presence. That's great. And uh, you know, to my follow-up question, you know, there is this quote, you know, you can't be all things to all people. So when you have a platform like this, obviously audience is very important. Quality control is very important as far as your audience. So what I'm wondering is for this kind of platform, are there, you could say, um, audiences or participants you kind of have to say no or even exclude, so to say. Because I, I would say, like I would say, quality control is very important. So you know, when it comes to you know this platform, um, are there you could say women participants that you kind of have to say no to, or are there audiences that you kind of have to avoid when putting this together? Because you know, there's either a lot of trolls or just kind of a lot of malicious actors out there, or maybe there's audiences you don't want to you know interact with as far as your platform. So I'll give you an example. When it comes to let's say what I do on this show, I do not. Want people who are promoting these pump and dump type of coins to come onto the show for many many reasons. Mo- primarily, people get hurt from those type of things, you know. So to say, you know, let- so you know, I don't ever want to give a platform to individuals who are promoting, let's say, a very very you know questionable, dubious type of project, and then based on let's say an interview like this, go ahead and try to buy that that is a that is a platform i do not want to give to you know somebody especially when it comes to blockchain and cryptocurrency especially as a space that in many ways shows great promise but also has a fair amount of controversy you know to it as as well and i think part of it comes down to the messaging and things like that so I'm wondering like in your case like yeah. would there let's say be and I don't mean this in disparaging would, you, would there let's say be like a Kim Kardashian type of figure that you would stay away from for, for different reasons now for some audiences they may like that but let's say biotech might not want that figure you know to let's say be a brand in that space like you know for instance like are, are, are there situations or contexts where you have, kind of have to say thank you but no thank you
1: definitely for both audience my b2b and b2c i had experiences and i will give you example the shows i'm running i'm running two shows at present which is uh mean the stellar entrepreneur show and we have accomplished professional show so in that the panel decides we decide whom to interview we observe the women entrepreneurs and women professionals around reach out to them and when we see the journey has been really authentic they have really done some work on ground level and then they have reached certain position I love to showcase their work on my page, interview them and share their secrets about their success. But I started getting emails where women entrepreneurs and professionals wanted to be interviewed just for the sake of it, to show their presence on a page that, yeah, they have been interviewed by Women Lines. And then I heard about them and it was not genuine and it was not something that they have put their heart and soul, it was not a long journey. It was two to three years entrepreneurial journey. I said, hello. I mean, I cannot interview somebody with such a less experience and then put right. them as a successful entrepreneur. Come on, this is a base. This is a page where I am showcasing work, the real entrepreneurs and professionals who have achieved something in real in life. So at that time, those uh, emails, I had to say no because uh, that I ask them, you come and take the service from us because then I will brand you and then you can talk about your product or service yourself. I see
0: what you mean. For
1: the interview, for the show, we are very particular whom we are selecting and whom we are showcasing because that's something which we are showcasing to other women across the globe that they have achieved something in life. Same with for B2B, I got started getting emails for who want to get the backlinks from the uh, magazine for their product or service and the product is not good. Right. There are all sorts of products in the market and we don't want to link to every product. So then I have to say no to them that uh, whatever price you are people I'm not interested because I don't want to connect uh, women lines to such brand or such product. So it's okay so to say no.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, and by the way, I think those are very great points uh, that you raise. So, you know, I guess you could say you probably encounter a fair amount of, let's say, you know, fame seekers or show who really want to leverage your platform right. and only that just to build their audience, which is either undefined or almost non-existent at that point.
1: Very true. So th- that's not at Feminalize. So we are particularly about the selection whom we are selecting to showcase.
0: Yeah. And speaking of selection, you know, as you, as you and many would have, I'm sure you have your own process as far as yeah. which leaders you want to provide visibility in an audience too so can you talk about some of those you know you could say requirements uh you know some of those preferences that you have when you're going to you know highlight a you know women leader on your on your platform as far as accomplishment or education or experience can you talk about some of those requirements on your end
1: definitely nowadays we are having so many women uh, enterprising women around who are uh, doing amazing work and then over linkedin when i come across the profiles i what strikes me suddenly somebody is coming up with some award or somebody has uh, written a book book writing is something which is happening only once you start getting experience in life right nobody writes right. a book in the initial part of life so those things right. are i start Exploring that profile and understand better what they have done in life. So, see, running a business is something which is not easy for entrepreneurship. I have always said, I read somewhere that uh, to be an entrepreneur is like walking in a park, but it is like a Jurassic Park where dinosaurs <laughs> keep coming, and you That's have a good to way of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Crossing
1: the dinosaurs. I like yes, that. You have to keep crossing those dinosaurs and keep moving so that journey can be only done if you are resilient if you are having that discipline if you are having that inner strength then only you can achieve it through the experience through the portrayal you have done on the page, you can understand what the person has achieved. I mean, now people are now sharing about their achievements, or LinkedIn, or they are, at times I'm getting the media releases. So I inquire about the person, I read more about the person, and then I reach out to the person and then I fix the time for the interview.
0: Very. Uh, yeah. And, and that's and that's very, very insightful. And, you know, like I said, I, I would imagine and I know everybody has, you know, their own process. And, you know, certainly writing a book is is a good milestone. But like you said, that's also after, I think, a certain level and a certain amount of experience, you know, over time. I'll tell you this. I would not be writing a book at 17 years old. I'm 37. You know, certainly I would have a lot more to share now, you know, than, than, than back than you know, back then. You know, uh, you know, you know, so to say. So I totally, uh, I totally, you know, um, you know, you don't know, get get that for sure. And as far as like, um, you know, the experience, um, you know, what type of like life experience and professional experience do you appreciate? Like when you have, you know, somebody come onto your platform, you know, because I think a lot of times when it comes to entrepreneurs, you know especially ones that have achieved a certain level of success a lot of times people think that okay you know their life is perfect everything just happened to go well but then you actually speak to them it's like oh i had five failed startups or six failed projects before you know i i, I reached this point as as well like uh, are those the kind of stories you like to talk and you know focus on i feel a lot of people can connect to that in fact
1: i love to explore those stories adam because when you are communicating with an entrepreneur and you come to know in deep how the journey has been, then you really understand. So what inspires me that how the person has developed those skills, which she was not having, right. see having a skill already, and then you're working upon it, and you're growing something definitely, it's incredible, and we appreciate. But now there are women entrepreneurs who have that passion, but they don't right. have that skill. So they suppose the latest, the person I have interviewed, she was not having those skills, but she worked upon those skills because she was particular that she has to establish that venture on her own. So she first educated herself. She gathered that knowledge. See, creating a business is just like having a baby. The business is just a baby. And you are growing every part with passion. So that requires educating yourself first for what is missing in your knowledge. And then those skills, networking skills, communication skills, nobody's perfect. Everybody's having their own uh, limitations. So we have to first understand and improve ourselves as an entrepreneur keep growing ourselves. So those students inspire me a lot, where they have nurtured themselves to reach that level. With time, it takes time. It's not an easy uh, journey. And when they share how they survived those periods when they were down. So I love to uh, engage on those points. What helped them to go across that boundary? how they came out of that comfort zone, because as a women, it is said, they really easily get down, they sulk, and they stop working upon themselves. I want to showcase those stories who have really worked upon themselves and pushed themselves beyond that boundary, and they have achieved that success. So those stories inspire me a lot.
0: That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I wanted to know a little bit about the Singapore ecosystem. So, you know, my feeling is this. I think here in the U.S., when there's a lot of, when there's coverage on things, it tends to be an echo chamber. And I think a lot of times if it's You know, events happening outside of the United States, it's a very, very narrow lens. For me on my show, I like to bring in as many guests, as many entrepreneurs, as many thought leaders from different, you know, parts of the world as possible because I think those perspectives are additional lenses that give us, you know, insight and give us just greater visibility into, you know, either trends and kind of what's coming on the horizon if you could you know perhaps articulate this what is very special about singapore you see people from all over the world go to this essentially this very small you could say city state of sorts <laughs> and and you know there it, there seems to be so much creativity so much liquidity and you see these great projects come out to life and i think singapore has i it, I, actually, I think has the most billionaires out of any area you know in the world if you can kind of talk about that as far as you know your experience in singapore and perhaps the advantages that even that brings to let's say women leaders who let's say maybe if, maybe if they're in the united states maybe they're in latin america maybe they're in other parts of asia maybe there's a reason why they should perhaps look to exploring singapore
1: i love this question because Believe me, uh, 15 years down the line now, I have transformed myself and the credit goes to the ecosystem in Singapore. Uh, The inspiration I got, because I was having employer mindset before I landed in Singapore, I was having background of mass communications, I was working as a copy editor there, and then I was looking forward, maybe I will search for a job and settle down with a job, and then it will be growing, I will be reaching somewhere in life. But when I started going around and networking, so the first thing which was easy to do in Singapore was amazing events, maybe some sessions where just networking is happening, some inspirational talk is happening, and you are sitting right. listening to it, and then you're networking around. And then you're meeting people who are already doing something interesting, and they're ready to help you. So that was something which ignited my entrepreneurial spirit, That. Why not me? There's a chance. And my three ventures were in the partnership. So what attracted me, it was so comfortable to register my business in Singapore. It was very easy from home. I was able to register my company on going online and doing the process in a very short time. So structure is beautiful. uh, Singapore government has structured out everything wonderfully. Right. They are very organized in their system. They are very honest in their system. People are hardworking and uh, hardly I find any corruption here. Everything is systematic. Whatever process you have to follow, you don't have to wait for everything. If it, the wait is required, that specific time you will be told that this it, it will take such amount of time and it will happen after that time. You don't have to wait beyond that. So I was in love of the structure, which was so organized and it was easy to manage because otherwise you lose your patience, right? You're waiting and not happening, and then you are not having the right network. So I started tapping first the network around, which started with my own community, because when you land and you have your own network, you grow in that community first, and then you go, as you grow as an entrepreneur, you start venturing outside. So when I had my third venture, which was a startup, it was a software company, and we were developing an app, and then it was incubated in Singapore Management University here. That was an eye-opener. So the incubation centers in universities in Singapore, plus the way they groom you, the way they mentor, the mentors are there, and they help you to understand the ecosystem of the startup better way. They introduce you to the investors team. And that really changed my mindset. I learned a lot. And uh, Singapore is happening because the system is good. City is safe. As a woman, I feel safe safe I don't think twice if I'm coming late I don't have to think twice hiring a cab and coming back to home it's midnight beyond midnight so that keeps me relaxed that okay all these factors are not stressing me my day is balanced right uh, so the networking part the safety part the taxation is not that big I mean it's easily structured for all they have given many benefits for the startups who are having the startups here the foreigners who are coming they can easily set up their businesses with the help of a local director there are rules and regulations for that so you can follow that step by step and you can establish your business here right so in a way i say they really pamper people here and they really pamper entrepreneurs also here it's upon you how you are reaching the right segment where you can avail that help so it's your power your capability how you are pushing your boundaries to go to the right segment of the people and the governments because there are people to help you and guide you definitely so I can assure that it's a really wonderful place to set up a business
0: yeah it sounds like it and you know these are some of the things that I also hear about you know Singapore as well and um I certainly will very likely be going there in the very near future but one of the things I hear that it is very very clean there and I think i think cleanliness in particular is a reflection of you could say maybe the 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 broader culture i've also read that everything seems to run on time and kind of like you said how it's highly highly organized and almost highly systematic and, and it seems like the processes are very very efficient so there's no wasted time there's no delays i i think that makes people more relaxed and i i think that also makes people it helps people make better use of their time and as far as uh, female colleagues of mine, they've mentioned the same thing as you: is that it's safe there any time of day. This could be, you know, late in the night, even um, walking almost walking virtually anywhere. There's none of this kind of fear that you're that something might happen, or you're walking into the bad area, or you know, there's dubious actors. I I've heard consistently it is extremely safe. Unfortunately, you can't just walk anywhere any time of the day in, let's say, Los Angeles or, unfortunately, even New York City now. You know, that's not that's not the case. But I have heard in Singapore it is extremely safe. And you could say I think if I think if it is very, very safe, I think that will definitely also encourage women entrepreneurs to come there. Listen, you know, life comes at you in different degrees. You're going to have to work, you know, either short days. You might have to work very long days. And sometimes, you know, if you need to get something done, you're going to need to work. You know, sometimes you have to work through the entire night. Like I'll even, even me, like if I'm, if I have a good, you could say momentum or a good flow, I don't really want to stop that for the most part, unless I have to eat or something like that. So I'll work till like three, four, five o'clock in the morning to get it done and to get it done the way I want to get it done, so to say. So I don't think I'm unique here, but I, I, I feel that, let's say if this is anybody, if you're going to work on a project and you're going somewhere, the fact that it is universally safe, I think that's a very, very big factor for you you know, you know, for people, to say the least. I would
1: add on one more point that people are really, really loving here and they're ready to accept people from other countries. So you don't feel alien in. known country when you are having comfort that you can easily approach anybody and get the help and the person is lovingly ready to help you to the extent that they really call you and ask you like if there's a problem and you need any other help so all these small, small things help in building up connection and give you the comfort level that things can be done and it's about your effort how you are taking it further
0: right and as far as, um, you know, being business friendly, it, it seems like in Singapore, and this is, you know, things that I receive as feedback from, you know, friends and colleagues. Um, there seems to be a very generous, you could say, business tax and business incentive structure there. So it seems like a very liquid place, you know, to say, you know, to say, to say the very least, which I think, uh, I think especially in the United States and Europe, it's, it's becoming less and less the case you know, over time for various, you could say, geopolitical and economic reasons.
1: Yeah, that's why, as they say, there's a tax-friendly country in terms of, uh, for startups, they have, uh, and and plus grants, I forgot to mention the grants. Right. Grants is another segment which Singapore government has really structured out very well. For the first-time founders, they have a special uh, SG Founder grant, and then there are certain many other types of grants for the tech, technology for innovation. They have segmented it very nicely. And there are websites like SG Enterprise and Spring where they, are, they have mentioned listed it out and they have people whom you can approach and you can book an appointment and understand things better. So those grants, we, we got the grant in the last venture and it really helped us to grow the base for our app and uh, it was big support from the government.
0: Right. And you know, as a side question of that, and by the way, I think i i have heard of the grants but i i do appreciate that you providing more light on that because you know i can imagine if that was the case elsewhere like i think you'd be encouraging so many more startups so many more businesses and you could almost say incentivizing more people to take those risks and putting together you know great great ideas one of the questions i wanted to ask is how is singapore handling the inflation situation because i'm sure as you know right now I think between you know COVID and the the war in Ukraine and and many other reasons, there is a very very serious inflation problem in the United States and in Europe. But I will say, I virtually never hear about Singapore, not at all actually, when it comes to that when it comes to that issue. So I take it, um, is it a non-issue there, or is it a very very small issue? It seems like Singapore's momentum hasn't stopped. This is just based on my colleagues who go back and forth there frequently and other projects and other things that I hear from people.
1: Inflation, in terms of rising prices is definitely an issue. And when you read newspapers, there are forums where uh, we have the discussions like the prices for the general food items are increasing and challenges are there to sustain in that particular salary. And uh, recently there was news that the nurses segment is leaving the jobs because of exhaustion and the salary issue. So all these topics are arising, definitely. But I think from the beginning, like in th- throughout the COVID time, Singapore government structured out the uh, helping part in that way, like in terms of giving out vouchers to people here, in terms right. of, for example, the test kits. The government has really delivered the test kits, the COVID test kits, within the mailbox of all people houses and yeah. everybody has received that kit and there was there were eight test kits in the kit and it was provided free to us it was delivered at our home same way right. there was there was cash uh, vouchers there were uh, vouchers for all the places where you can use the vouchers in discounted uh your uh, restaurants for food courts here in singapore because right. the food court code- Group was uh, impacted a lot because people were not going to food courts to enjoy food because of COVID and they right. were taking precautions. So Once things started getting normal, they started uh, uh, distributing vouchers so that people are getting that incentive like you go and use the voucher and have your dinner uh, or whatever you want to have. So I think they planned it out that way. Whenever the challenges came in between, they gave some benefit in terms of cash, initial part when this was huge, Uh, It was a problem and people were facing those challenges where jobs were going and people were not able to go out and two, three months were really crazy. They really provided, they got the money transferred in their accounts and people were getting benefit of the cash amount from the government. Though not big, but still some amount also helps you, right? Whenever, if you're unchallenged and those people who were in real challenging situation, that helped them a lot same before tourism there was a beautiful there were vouchers to uh get the discount for your tickets so government uh, delivered the vouchers for the tourism part and we used it to go around places and uh, we got some temptation let's use the voucher and go uh visit the place uh, again right. and uh, have some family time after covid so definitely inflation is there and the cost of living is quite high in singapore it's not easy right but such support in between in terms of these vouchers and cash out little amount and discounted uh, rates for certain products and services really help people here
0: yeah and I have to say you know Singapore definitely seems like a very great place for you know very hardworking, industrious you know ambitious people and you know it seems like um as much as a country can give you it seems like it gives you a fair shot to, you know, give it your best as far as, you know, what you're trying to do. And I I think for most people, you know, I think that's all they want is a fair shot. You know, and it's and you know, like I said, I hear mostly, if not only great things about, you know, Singapore when it comes to essentially bringing life to these great ideas. And I like the analogy you made before. Uh, you know, starting a business like a startup, it is like it is like having a baby. It's like having a newborn. I have a five year old son. So, you know, I could certainly attest to some of the similarities there between, let's say, running a business and also, you know, having a child. You do have to do deal with the peaks and valleys. And, you know, every child has their own personality they Thank you. Each Have their own strengths. They you know, each have their own, you know, you, you could say, uh, you know, uh, issues to deal with. You know, that's just Thank life. You. So if you could talk about what were some of the greatest successes That you've experienced so far when putting this project together um you know really from the beginning from its inception to now what were some of the biggest successes what were some of the clear markers that told you okay this is gonna work you know things like that
1: wow i love this question so becoming a speaker in my life i never thought about so because of women lines i pushed myself and courtesy to all these uh, influencers and coaches. I attended in Singapore, the sessions which helped me a lot. So that was something which helped me to get clarity about Women lives bigger way once I started speaking about Women lives as a speaker and I started right. getting invitation to talk about because my key topic is uh, how to use digital media to empower women globally that's my passionate right. topic which I love to speak anywhere so as I started building up my profile as a speaker so that was something it showed me like I'm getting feedback in a positive way when I am delivering them my talks And people are accepting the idea that there is a necessity of one media only talking about only excellence for women. What can help women to grow as a leader? What can help women to be a healthy version of herself, Right. right? What can help women entrepreneurs to grow her business? What things she requires? What knowledge she requires? So whole day I want to deliver that content in terms of video article talks interviews so that it can really empower women with the right mindset and the right knowledge so that assured me when I started getting positive feedback and people loved my talks and they assured me that this is a wonderful idea you're working upon keep growing it keep working upon it that helped me to keep my faith in myself and have the bigger vision like this can grow big at the right time with the right team so I am working slowly, slowly taking one step at a time, facing up all the challenges, ups and downs, but still we are here and we are growing in the list. So yeah, the speaker part really helped me a lot to gain my faith and get the faith from my community too.
0: And I'm sure it showed you that people were uh, really starting to have a lot of faith and trust in, you know, things that you're advocating and, you know, things that you're speaking about. And I think that's very, very, you know, important. And I do believe that goes back to, I think some of the greater themes you were speaking of as far as, you know, authenticity and sincerity and, you know, as to the follow up question. What were some of the biggest obstacles that came up? I mean, were there I mean, what were some of the biggest obstacles that, let's say, it made you question, is this going to work? Am I going in the right direction? Is there maybe something else I should be doing in this space? Like, were there certain moments where you're kind of like this could either make or break you right now?
1: Definitely. As I said, dinosaurs, the entrepreneurial journey is full of dinosaurs. And these dinosaurs keep coming in between. So we also had the challenge of sustainers. how to continue because uh, the digital platform was getting crowded, right? Because once this COVID happened and then everybody was online, so catching up the eyeballs was not that easy. You have to be really very creative, very innovative to catch the eyeballs so people spend time on your page and they like your page and they subscribe to your page. So definitely there were so many phases and still phases come up and down that you feel you question like will it last how long it will last, but then I get back to the power of intention there's a book also if I'm not wrong and there's a talk also that power of intention and power of value helps a lot in strengthening that faith in the idea which you're having. And again, I don't know it happens. Some down period comes, and magic happens, you get some email of some interest, or some client you get, or some analytics start working, and the numbers start rising. Right. So now, throughout three years, I have faced such magic moments, so many in my life, that I right. assure that that self faith is the biggest thing which can you can get yeah. yourself to keep going. Right. Because once that faith Breaks, it's very difficult to grow. So, as a nourishment, every day you have to take that motivational dose for yourself to keep that self-faith growing up.
0: You know, and that's uh you know, that's a very good point. And in fact, I don't think I've necessarily heard it expressed in the way that you've stated. And faith is very, very important. And I think that's actually the best word to put it. I think in some ways it's better than let's say confidence and i think confidence tends to be a you know very common word that's thrown around but you know um faith is kind of going to be the bedrock that kind of keeps you stable and solid when the things get bad i think it's very easy i think confidence and it's good to have i think you should always have it but that could be kind of like a seesaw and that could be based on how conditions are at the time and i think almost confidence can relate to more tangible events going on. So when things are seemingly good, that's easy to kind of you know enhance. Yeah. When things are kind of going shitty, pardon my French, it's kind of easy to dwindle. Having faith, it seems to be an anchor for better or for worse, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems to be something that kind of keeps you right down the center. So I think that's a very, very good way of putting it. And I and I'm a huge history nerd, so I think throughout ancient history you know, whether it's, you know, you know, wh- whether it's the Greeks and Romans or the dark ages in Europe, or whether it's, you know, let's say, you know, ancient India and East Asia, and those philosophies, there are, there is a word across all of those cultures for faith. It's expressed a little bit differently, but there is something, a word or a theme like faith that is separate from per se, just having confidence, so to say. And I think that is something that could be universally understood by people. And I think, you bringing that up, I think that is great, so to say. I think maybe maybe confidence, let's say, is more like the racing horse, so to say, you know. Okay. But maybe faith is the anchor that keeps you that keeps you stable and that keeps you, oh, cool. you know, grounded. You know, for you know, you know, whether you know, let's say, whether the sea is is very volatile and violent or whether you know the waters are calm. So I, I really do like the fact that you brought that up. And as a final question what advice would you give to soon-to-be future entrepreneurs out there, especially women entrepreneurs? You know, I think, you know, we, we may be in 2022, but there are different issues in different parts of the world that still very, very much exist, you know, whether they're political, whether they're cultural. In fact, w- whether they're even family issues as well, like, um, you know, th- for certain areas of the world and for certain issues, women do face and encounter a unique set of issues. Um, You know, in this world. So, you know, and those things could could probably only be best understood by another woman who's walked the path, who's, you know, gone and, you know, put together a substantial project where there's a lot on the line. There's a lot of risk, but there's also potentially great success down the line.
1: Good question. Uh, definitely, I would love to uh, share a message to all those wannabe women entrepreneurs or they have started in the beginning. Keep working upon your self-growth. The personal excellence, the personal growth has to be there for every women entrepreneur to sustain in this field. On, the degree only will not help you in the long run. The knowledge has to be there. The degree helps you in se- applying that knowledge in right. your business believe me this journey is full of ups and downs for that you have to have that personality you have to work upon self-growth self-personality which can face those challenges and you are resilient and you are not going back you are keep moving up and you are following your dream. so every day some time for personal growth has to be there by every woman. In my talks, I always say, there are one, four, four, zero minutes in a day. Just put five minutes for yourself, for your personal growth, journaling, meditating, whatever way you want to put for your personal growth, put your mission, vision, goal, put your personal health in front of you, how you want to be a better version of your, as a healthy person. Because once you start putting that time for your personal growth, you will be better placed to handle all the challenges in life.
0: That's very well said. I don't think I can add anything to that. That is going to further enhance a lot of the great things that we covered. So, Sharu, thank you very much for coming on to the show today. Thank you very much for sharing your journey and sharing your insights and wisdom as to your journey so far and to a lot of the success that you've experienced and also a lot of the leaders that you're trying to you know, uh, you know, cultivate. And I really do like the emphasis on, you know, um, the quality control, but also the mythology behind the way you're going about this. I think uh, it's very clear to me, you have a, you have a very, very um, nuanced, but very logical way of going about this. And I think that's very important. And I think going into anything with a plan or preparation is key. You know, I think uh, some philosopher said this. You know, plans can't plans often go awry, but the planning and preparation itself is the most important. So it seems to me, even when things don't go exactly as planned, because you've prepared, it's already prepared you, so to say, for really the variables and turns and detours you know that come about. So you know, like I said, Charu thank you very much for coming on today you know and i, I would suggest to anybody in the audience please check out her platform uh women lines check out her linkedin um it is an online magazine cultivating enhancing and promoting you know women leaders there's a lot of great things coming out in the world right now um during you know during this era of time i think despite the you know volatility and despite the um you know chaos and confusion that the world is, is currently facing there is a great There is a silver lining to this, and I think there's a lot of great leaders coming up the pike that I think you all should, uh, you know, keep eyes on, especially as far as women leaders. So again, Shara, thank you very much for coming on. I'm very much looking forward to seeing your uh, continued success down the line. And of course, I'd love to have you uh, come back on in a few months, and perhaps we can uh, pick up our uh, conversation from here.
1: Wow, fantastic. Thank you so much, Adam, for having me on your show.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you later.
1: Same too. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Take care.